0: We are back. This is the Mouthpiece podcast. I feel like the end, we are back. I heard it somewhere else. And I really don't want to like steal that from someone else. I
1: don't think I've heard it from anybody else. I just feel like I have,
0: but that's all right. We'll keep going with it um, until I realize who I stole it from. But okay, so we are back. This is Ezra Hernandez. This is the Mouthpiece podcast. And this is what I am with my co host, the one and only, the partner in crime. Uh,. Person that's key to my heart, <laughs> Jake Pacheco. Wow. wow. I was listening, like re-listening our last podcast, and like thirty seconds in, you were just like, "Are you staring at my armpit?" I, just, know, I know. I was laughing. <laughs> just like out of nowhere, and I just like, well, because like, you
1: look at my armpit. You look, you did this, <laughs> <laughs> and then like. Well, for are no
0: one else can see what you're I doing. I know. Uh, you can see
1: right I now. I
0: know, but I'm just saying all it's right. not a. It's not a. So, this is an audio podcast. not so well, you
1: brought it up. So. That's so
0: true. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was hilarious. It was. Okay. So, no boxing this weekend. Uh, well, there is a boxing fight. There's a fight that I I want to get into more. I didn't have time to break it down. Um, from what the quick part I've seen of it, we have Clarissa Shields trying to headline a pay-per-view card. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a female boxer headlining a pay-per-view card, So which is pretty notable uh pretty notable news uh, for someone for a female boxer to do um, mm-hmm. curious how it's gonna sell Clarissa shields has never been you know a real big seller in uh, boxing even though she's a great fighter one of the probably one of the best female boxers of all time um, so hopefully that goes off bigger than I expect and most pundits expect um, but so I, I didn't really get into that, but I, from what I've seen, Carissa Shields should be the favorite in that fight. Uh, Chris Shields is a very talented fighter. The one thing that maybe to be concerning is she is training MMA as well because she's going to make that transition to MMA, uh, which is a smart move. But um, so that's the only boxing this weekend. So the the big fight this weekend is the UFC, and the UFC has this putting on uh, probably the biggest card of the year so far, and that's because they've probably uh, well. I mean...
1: What
0: do you mean biggest card? So, I say biggest card, but then Conor McGregor fought, and that's probably their biggest card. But I'm saying this... is Izzy has a chance to, like, I think, be the level of star that Conor McGregor is. I really mm, do. Okay. Izzy, uh, Adesanya, Izzy Adesanya. Israel Adesanya. He's probably one of the best fighters I've ever seen fight MMA. Wait, um,
1: let's do the stats first.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Against the stats. Right. This is Israel Adesanya versus John Blackowicz. Okay. I, I'm not even sure that's how you say his name 100%, but... I think you have it, right? It's
1: Polish. Yeah. It's Polish, so... Uh, Israel is 6'4", he weighs 184 pounds, he's 31, his reach is 80 I- inches, did I write that? Yeah, 80 okay. inches. Yeah. 80, 80 inches. And then for his wins, boxing-wise, he has 5 wins, 1 loss, and 1 knockout. In kickboxing, he has 75 wins, 5 losses, and 29 knockouts. Mm-hmm. For MMA, he has 20 wins, 15 losses, and no knockouts. No, no losses. Oh no, losses. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that wrong. Whoops.
0: Fifteen knockouts.
1: Fifteen knockouts. Yes. Sorry. And Uh, oops. Yeah, miscellaneous. He's Nigerian. His uh, nickname is kind of funny. It's the last style blender.
0: Style blender. Style blender. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and uh, he's orthodox. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how about John?
1: Oh, Jan. Is Jan. It Jan. Or Jan. I think it's John. Jan. John. Uh, he's six-two. He weighs. Two hundred and five pounds. Can they be that far up? What do you mean? He's...
0: So, okay. So, the interesting part. Uh, style Vendor is moving up to oh, an- another weight class. Got it. To fight this fight.
1: He's thirty-eight. Reach is seventy-eight. He's. I can only find MMA stats on him. Mm-hmm. Twenty-nine wins, eight losses, eight knockouts. His nickname is Prince of Shizen. Ch- I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> no idea. Knowing. What is that? He's also weight class. Okay,
0: so going into this fight, right, Isreal Desanian is doing, uh, which is pretty common now. Is you have like double champs. Someone's so good they're gonna go their weight class. They're gonna go weight class above and become champ for both weight classes. Um, I think what's notable about this is how quick Izzy is doing it. Izzy is ju- won the middleweight title maybe uh, two years ago, defended it a few times, dominated the weight class. Now he's going up, which is somewhat kind of quick and surprising to people. He's going to fight uh, John. And um, this is all just to set up a mega fight with John Jones. And John Jones has recently moved up to heavyweight after, you know, a much anticipated, uh, uh, which was anticipated for a long time, yeah. a lot of rumored. But now he's uh, he's finally there. He's moving up to heavyweight. So Izzy is planning on winning the light heavyweight title and then moving up one more weight class to go heavyweight to fight John Jones. And the reason, uh, like... I could get into this more, and I plan on getting into that part more, with him and John Jones comparison, on the uh, weigh-in podcast on the YouTube. But it, it's notable is that Izzy is a person that is going to take the chances to, to put himself at the level of success and stardom that he that he thinks he can be, and that's willing because he's willing to take that chance, and that's what he's doing in this fight. Now, going into this fight, to me, John, even though he's the champ, he beat, uh, he destroyed uh, Dominic Reyes, who. Gave Jon Jones to me beat Jon Jones, but didn't get a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't want to diminish what uh, Jon has done. Jon has done this, this is amazing for me for the physical ability Jon has. It's amazing that he's light heavyweight champion of the world, and you can't take it away from him because there hasn't been. It's not easy to become the UFC uh, champ in any anyway weight class. It really isn't. But I don't think that Jon is the. Uh, if we rated like light heavyweight champion of the world, he wouldn't be in my top five. Like, uh, that's just the honest truth of it. Why? He's just not very skilled. Like, he's not a very skilled fighter. I, there is things I like that I like more as I watched him and I started catching of okay. things that he did. Um, you know, he's extremely confident. He's a really confident in his striking. He's really confident in his power. And that's because he hits really hard. He hits devastating well, I mean, with either hand. <laughs> yeah, and he hits hard for even being at 205. Like, compared to 205 he's probably one of the hardest hitting guys at the weight class. Okay. He's huge. Humongous. Even for 205, he's huge. Even for 205 he's a big guy. Very wide. Very strong. Flat-footed, but he has little tricks. He uses, he slides the, the, he knows how to slide the back foot to get a little more reach in his his back shot and his right hand. Um, he's got real long strikes, and I think that's what's going to be his best chance in this fight is is, is how long his strikes are. Um, he he's, he will punch from far away. Um, and if you, if you back up and you, like, say you try to, you know, you're going to try to move your head movement to him, he'll swing, you know, his shots go a lot farther than you're imagining. I think that's what happened a lot to Reyes in that fight, is that the shots were, he thought he was at a distance and he wasn't, and he was still getting caught. I think that was surprising him. He squares up on combos really bad, actually. Like, not even squares up as, like, because you can square up on combos and that could be a positive thing. He does it in, like, a negative light. Like, he just completely says forget it i'm just standing st- straight up feet right next to each other swinging that's what he does uh yeah. doesn't cover space fast and i think that's going to be his downfall in this fight is he cannot his he has very slow footwork his footwork is not um it's not very coordinated if you ask me and it's uh it's just really slow there's only not a little explosion to his feet um he has a better defense though his defense is a little more reactive than like what i originally thought he's a little more athletic with his defense than i thought he got he could move his head at times. He's not gonna, you know, just stand there for a free shot. And then not a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, we go to Izzy though. Izzy's the most technical striker probably in ever in MMA history. Well, he
1: has a pretty impressive background. He oh was yeah, he was kickboxing and oh actually oh yeah 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 yeah
0: actually. yeah yeah. Yeah, he was a kickboxing world champ. So he's a oh, guy really? that yeah, he was a guy that was uh-huh. at the top of kickboxing and then went to MMA, which is not common. You know what I mean? It's not common. The only thing like my criticism say sometimes MMA is like. The guy's not really great at anything. Like, sometimes these guys are just good at everything, but not great at anything. Izzy is great at stand-up. He's great at kickboxing. Mm -hmm. He's a very, he's great at being a stand-up fighter. he so I have a dumb question. No, go ahead.
1: All right, but kickboxing is, you can kick in it,
0: right? Kick and punch.
1: Okay. Kick,
0: punch, and uh, knee.
1: Kick, punch, and knee. Yes,
0: so that's what you can do in a a kickboxing fight. So, I believe you, yeah, you can knee. Yeah, I believe you can knee. But, uh, yes, um, so Izzy's one of the best, to you know, to do that. And then he went to MMA, and he brought that technical of a striker and then was able to stop takedowns. Uh, his movement, it just it was just, he brought, a, a, he's an elite-level guy. He's like what Khabib is to wrestling, and to Khabib is to, like, taking someone down. That's what Izzy is on standing up. And I just think that Izzy, this fight reminds me a lot of when Roy Jones wants a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. and he fought John Ruiz and John Ruiz was a heavyweight yes and he hit hard but he wasn't technically amazing he wasn't fantastic at anything he was just uh, like a good heavyweight that's what John is John's a good light heavyweight I wouldn't say he's great I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say he's fantastic at one thing I just think maybe he hits hard but I think that Izzy is just going to move around the ring he's going to be too fast too tactical Izzy loves a distance and the one thing I was watching Izzy and I I really stood out this time is um, you know he's so Mm -hmm. constantly focused like he's Intent, he intent, his intentions, in everything he does, and that's not common. That's not a common thing. Like, if you ever watch, like fighters fight, like even really going, sometimes they lose themselves in the ring. They, they, there's a round where they just float around. Got it. There's a round where like it, they just like he didn't really do anything that round. He took that round off. Izzy doesn't take rounds off. Mm-hmm. Izzy does like, every like every single. Round. Every one of his actions, you can see in his eyes, like he's just completely focused. He's just locked in. Every one of his intent, everything he does is with intention. He doesn't do anything in there just to like, oh, he just did that to try it. No, 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 it's in. It's with intention. It's well thought out. And Izzy's gonna come in with a strategy, which I believe will be to move around, to chop his legs, not let him get on the inside. He's not gonna be looking for like, I gotta, you know, look for an explosive finish. I think he's just gonna say, I'm gonna. Be too more technical than he is. And I think right. John's going to have a hard time cutting the distance. And I think it's going to look a lot like Roy Jones versus John Ruiz. Roy Jones is all over the ring. And Ruiz could never get to him. And I don't think John's going to be able to get to him. Because he just doesn't have the footwork to do it. And Izzy's too technical. And Izzy's smaller. And what I say where John would might benefit in this fight, right, is his long reaches Because sometimes Izzy... The one mistake that I see he does is he trusts his like reflexes too much and he'll do like head movement, but he'll lose his legs with his head movement. So he'll go too far back looking to counter or looking to stay in the pocket. And if John, the way he punches, sometimes it's hard to read. You can't just say like, I'm going to move my head because sometimes he punches from weird angles that you're not expecting. And he hits so hard that if he catches you, you could go to sleep. So I think I don't suspect I think Izzy's going to be a little more controlled this fight. I think he's going to uh not look to exchange. I just think he's going to look to pick him apart with leg kicks, uh jabs, straight shots and just move around the cage and, and not let John really get to him because I think John's going to have to try to, you know, John's got to take chances. When there's a chance to flurry, John better be throwing punches because he's got to catch, he's got to get Izzy sitting on something. And he's got to get Izzy to the fence. He's got to use that grappling because John's a pretty good grappler and he's very strong. So he's got to look to get him, wear him down against the fence. But I don't expect that to happen. I expect Izzy to get a decision in this fight, win the heavyweight title, and look to make a run at John Jones at the heavyweight title, which is, you know, unheard of, never been done before. And he's going to, you know, Izzy's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. And I expect that to continue in this fight. Uh, it's the right time for him to do it, and he's striking with irons hot. And I always admire that when fighters do that. So I'm excited James about Prime that.
1: John's 31, so
0: yeah, he's ready to do it. Yeah. He's at the right point. And John's a little, and John uh, is a little bit older in the, you know, a little long in the 38, tooth. 38, yeah, 38 yeah. years old. He got this title. Um, I just think it's a tough matchup for him. I really do, and I think the Izzy sees it, and that's why they're making this jump right away. Uh, let's go to the co-main event now. Let's go to Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson. Can so okay, we get some stats so, on them?
1: Yeah, Amanda is Brazilian. Mm-hmm. 5'8, 135 pounds. She's 32. Her reach is 69. She only had MMA stats, which wins 20, losses 4, and K knockouts is 13. Miscellaneous. Her nickname is The Lioness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's Orthodox. Uh, And then he said Megan Megan Anderson. She's six feet tall. Yeah, she's really tall. Wow. Yeah, 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 she's really tall. That's going to be a big, high difference. Mm -hmm. But weighs 145. She's 31 years old. Her reach is 72 and a half. Wins, MMA only, is 11. Losses, 4. Knockout, 6. She's Australian, but I couldn't really find anything else on her, miscellaneous wise. Okay,
0: so Amanda Nunez. She's a, a champ in two weight classes. She's doing what Izzy's trying to do. She already has it. Uh, probably the, considered probably the best female fighter ever in MMA history. Uh, wow. Yeah, she's a, she's she's very good. Very explosive. Hits very hard. Very disciplined. Um, maybe. What about Megan? Well, Megan's good too. Megan's a good fighter. Um, has it proved that she's elite or uh, you know uh, to me uh, at the level of Amanda Nunez. She's lost. Pretty much every big fight she's been in, she's mm-hmm. lost in the UFC. Um, she has wins, but they're not, to me, against, like, the most credible opponents. Uh, she's very long. I think that technically stand-up-wise, she's probably one of the, you know, um, she's good. She's she's good. She's she's. I don't expect her to, like, look... A lot of times Amanda Nunez fights and the 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 people look out of place with the stand-up with her. I don't think uh, Megan Anderson will look out of place. I don't expect her to win the stand-up portion of it, but I don't expect her to look out of place like she doesn't belong in there. But okay. Amanda Nunez, like I said, she's been dominating for a long time. But you got to look past their Past two fights. They both want a decision and they weren't the best opponents. I mean, Jermaine, Duranamy, me, all right. Uh, but the last opponent, not great. You know, not, not a great fighter by any means. And she won a full decision with her. And she looked like she couldn't get T off the shots that she usually used to get off. So we might be seeing age play a factor. Also, going between, between two weight classes might be playing a factor. And she's coming up in weight. And maybe the power isn't as effective as it is in the lower weights in this weight, right? But I expect her to win this fight. And how do I expect her to win this fight? I expect to stand up. To be a little bit tentative because Megan Anderson's so tall and long that she might not be able to find the reach and distance that she wants, right, yeah, but with one thing Megan Anderson always does is she always gets pressed against the fence it 's because she has such long limbs and she 's not the most explosive person she 's kind of there to be grabbed, and I expect the man in to get her against the fence, use a you know more of a aggressive uh, clinch to drag her down to the ground and uh, just kind of you know win out some rounds by ground and pound and eventually get the stoppage. I expect by you know submission. Um, submission or ground and pound stoppage. Megan Anderson's just kind of long. And the problem with your length, is, you know, you, long being long could be an advantage on the ground. It really could. You could use your limbs, catch submissions that other people couldn't catch. Yeah. But it could also be a huge disadvantage if you don't want how to use it. Megan Anderson's not too great at using her limbs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a disadvantage of her. It leaves spaces that she shouldn't have because she, her arm, you know what I mean? Like someone's compact, tight arms, yeah. things are real quicker. They're quicker in tight areas. She's not good in tight areas. So if someone drags her down, she has a hard time getting... The uh, covering up the spaces you need before someone can advance on you. And I right. think Amanda Nunez is very good on the ground. We don't talk about the ground much because she's so devastating standing up. But I think that she will get her to... I think she'll get her to the cage. She'll start dropping some knees to the body, drag her down, and just be super effective and just overtake her at that. And I don't think that Meg Anderson's gonna... If she survives that, the first round, I don't think that the stand-up is gonna be as effective anymore when she had to survive the whole beating on the ground. So I expect yeah. that Amanda Nunez... Even though I think she, we see it slowing down a little bit. We can see that a little bit. Um, I expect her to win this fight, but I expect her to win in a way maybe most people are not expecting. I don't expect the knockout from standing up. I expect her to be uh, you know, a little more aggressive with the clinch and the grappling game. And I, that's how I see that i playing out. Now, what's my counter for Megan Anderson? Keeping the fight long. Yeah. Keeping the fight long. Making Nunez get frustrated with the distance. Uh, Nunez might get start getting a little gun shy, and to see if Anderson can land that heavy right hand, the, the uh, right hand that she likes to la- lead, right hand she likes to land. It, it's all it's going to be keeping long. She has long limbs; she could kick from far away. Let's see if she can start catching a rhythm, get the rounds going, and really frustrate Amanda Nunez. Yeah, I mean she's super
1: tall. Super tall. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, super tall. Like she's facing. You know, Duranami was pretty long, but I don't think she was as long as Megan Anderson is. But, like,
1: okay, so the other who who Amanda is is what, 5'8"? Mm-hmm. She's just a few inches taller than me, and, like, it's basically, like, me and you fighting. Like, Yeah, (laughs) it really is. No, but she's, I mean, um, Amanda, sorry. Did I say Amanda? Yeah, I said Amanda. Okay, 5'8", yeah. It's basically me and you fighting. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, and that's... That's not easy. You know what I mean? Like, no, and, and Nunez yeah. likes to fight tall. Like, She doesn't have a lot of head movement or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's going to be able to get in without you know getting touched. So she will get touched. Or I think that she'll be a little more tentative and try to work her way into that clinch. And when they start throwing combos, mm-hmm. she'll be able to grab uh, Megan and take her to the fence. Because Megan's been taking to the fence in basically every fight I've seen in the UFC. Okay. The, the third fight. So there's like three. This is a solid card. That's why I really like this card. Um uh Pitar Yan. Right versus Aljamain Sterling. You have any stats on these men?
1: Yes, I do. So I think it's Peter. It's Patar. Is it Patar? Yes, I, I. It looks like Peter. I
0: know it looks like Peter, and they were calling him Peter, and then they said he said it was something else, but it could not even be Patar. But I'm gonna say it's Patar. But it could be like something else. But I, it's not Peter. I know that.
1: Okay, so he's Russian. He's five seven and a half. I love how they added the half, too. Like, I do. So like, I just did not want to give up yeah, that. Yeah, I did not want to be seven. Uh-uh. Uh, he's 135 pounds. I couldn't find his age for some reason. I don't know. Um, our dog was really frustrating me <laughs> when <laughs> I was looking right. this up. So I guess I forgot. Uh, Reach is 67. Wins 15. One loss and seven knockouts. Miscellaneous. His nickname is No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orthodox. And then, how do you say the other guy? Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling. He's Jamaican descent, but he's from New York. Mm-hmm. He's actually, this is the one. Okay, so he's 5'7". He didn't put the half. He was okay with being 5'7". <laughs> he's 135 pounds. He's 31. His reach is 71. 19 wins, 3 losses, and 2 knockouts the miscellaneous wise he's a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah he's very good ground. yeah and then his nickname is funk master yeah
0: which is a cool nickname
1: yeah he has like the picture i saw just had a big cuban link like chain. oh yeah, and yeah, guys, yeah i yeah. was so jealous yeah he yeah he has face. like a he has
0: a picture, pretty cool image like for a fighter um this is pretty much a toss-up fight like i, I the, the odds were odds, odds were even it is. It's a good matchup. It's a toss-up fight. Mm. Um, I like uh, I like Jan in this fight. Um, uh, I think that he just... His stand-up, he's so confident in it right now. More confident than he's ever been. Like, he was, you know, Jan hasn't really lost a fight. I don't think he's lost a fight in a long, long time. And he's just so, like... He just got in a zone right now where he trusts everything he's doing. And he's so compact. Like, I was thinking, the, okay, the, what, are the, what are the ways, right, that Al could can win this fight? And there are there's there's really, I see, like, and Jan said this too, there's kind of two ways, but I don't agree with both of them. Well, mm-hmm. I don't agree with the second one, but there's one. He could drag Jan to the ground, and if he gets to the ground, he knows how to use his length. We're just talking about the length. He knows how to use his reach and length on the ground, and he could finish a fight with submission. Like, he, he if he gets you on the ground, you're in trouble, right? Or what he could do too is he doesn't have, like, the most technically beautiful stand-up, but he does things, the tricks that he knows that work, and he's really good with his kicks, and he's really creative with his kicks. And the thing about Jan is he's kind of open for leg kicks. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of like stuck in the ground. He's kind of like stuck in the mud, almost in the way. Mm-hmm. So he really, Sterling could keep him off with just leg kicks, and maybe some of the like the unorthodox punches he throws, where his body goes one way and the punch comes from the other way. that could work. There's two techniques he's going to have. It's like, in the stand-up, he's going to have to kick a lot. He's going to have to move a lot. And then he's going to have to get him to the the fence, drag him down, get a takedown, single leg, get a takedown, and try to get the finish, right? That's that's it. But the thing about Jan is he's so... His body is so compact, like he's so compact. His striking is compact. He, the way he walks, is compact. The way he guards, is compact. And even when you get him against the fence, he's very compact. He likes to land. He even has a very good trip in the in the guard. He's like one of the. It's one of the best I've seen. Where he has a good. He has a good little trip where he could get you off him. I just think to his the way how compact he is won't allow Algermain Sterling to get the openings he needs. And when they get against the fence, I think going will be able to get him off. I think he's going to be able to keep himself secure. And those moves where Yon, where uh, Sterling leaves his head out too long, he leaves, he goes in bad angles defensively. Yeah. Jan's just going that. to yeah, take him apart on that. And I think, yeah, and and going to take him apart on that. He's, you know, he's he's got a switch stance. His left hand is deadly from either side of the stance. He he's going to give you too much. He's gonna he's too compact. He's hitting you the body head. If, if you come in and you make a mistake, he's going to make you pay for it. Now, does he overreach? Yes. And Sterling should look to, to make him overreach so he could get a hold of him. Yeah. But I just think the compactness will be able to defend what Sterling's got. It's a good fight. Great fight. Great matchup. I'm glad Sterling's finally getting the title shot because he He did earn it. He's won through everyone to get to this spot. And it's going to, to me, just, it's just a great fight. Just a great... Uh, you seem really
1: excited about this.
0: I am really excited yeah. about this one. This yeah. is a really good fight. Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be a very good one. I just... Sterling is going to have to use... Uh, if it's going to stay standing, The you know, he, he likes to use spinning attacks. Sometimes Jan, Jan uh, he sits on like his guard. Like, he really reacts to, like, fake outs. Jan does. He just does. He he bites on them. And yeah. he covers up, like a turtle shell. Like, he covers up. And sometimes Sterling does spinning attacks, right? He does a spinning attack that has a delay to it. That might be super effective. And if he could get Jan to, to you know... Uh, get locked in that guard like he usually does. He could just murder. Get him, uh, fade him to the top and kill him to the legs. And then look to get a trip or a takedown. He's going to have to get creative with his takedown. Because it's not going to be just straight down the middle. There's no way. Not on Yon. And I think that if he stays standing in front of him too long, that'd be a mistake either. And it might be hard to win a decision standing up if you're constantly throwing kicks and then falling back and moving and Yon just looks aggressive. Because aggressive wins rounds. It's just the way it is. That's the. It's what the judges are seeing. So, I have you on in this fight, but like I said, it's a great fight. I, I'm excited to see it. And this is a really strong card. So, like, the, the last one I'm going to do is the Islam Makachev. Like I said, I suck with these guys' names. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm so not, really, not an expert with Russian names or whatever. So, Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober, which is an easier name to say.
1: Yes. Uh, do you have <laughs> any American? stats on them? I don't know. Okay, okay, either okay. Either I didn't get yeah. these guys. Okay, yeah.
0: So I wasn't planning on doing this. I don't usually go this deep in the card, but I will this time. So Drew, do- Drew Dober is American. Islam Makachev, as you will be surprised, isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: they both? Wait, 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 Is this prelim?
0: No, no. no. Oh, well, it's undercard, not prelim. Okay. But it's the undercard. And the reason why I bring this fight up is because the hype on uh, Islam. And Islam is Southpaw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's, uh, I think he's related to Khabib. I'm pretty sure, uh, or he's like you know, he, or he's just part of his team. But I think he's like his cousin. I want to say, and he has the he has like the the ground skills right, similar to Khabib, like the same technique and everything like that. I just think that his his I think his uh, takedowns while are flashy. Or maybe not as effective, if I say. And I'm not an expert on the ground, or not an expert with the grappling, or everything like that. But from what I'm seeing, right, it's like when Khabib gets you down, you're down, right. And this guy, he he does cool stuff, like he can get a guy in a bad position. But I've seen people defend out of it, and uh, I don't think that Islam is just going to run through the sport by just getting takedowns. I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be his game because. Honestly, the best part about his game is that he could mix that in with pretty good uh, you know, boxing and that's that's what his game is. He's not be could could be couldn't do his stand up that he has, but could be was so much far better and superior to the ground than the guys he fought that it wasn't even like it, w- it wasn't uh it wasn't even close. And when I've seen Islam in tough fights and I've seen him in grappling matches there were he sure he got the better of it, but it wasn't like was one sided. Grappling? grappling like a takedown wrestling, jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. anything like that. And uh Drew Dober who is uh, just deadly power in his left hand. I mean, just could put a man to sleep and wants to brawl. And I have seen Joe Rogan say like that he likes his calmness in, the, in those moments, and he is super calm in those moments. Like, if you're swinging, he's just focused on landing that big left hand. The thing is, Islam is pretty damn tactical standing up. And I think that um, when the guy just depended on one weapon guys like Islam are usually able to eliminate that weapon and make you try to focus on something else. I don't know if Drew Dober has anything else. Now I know Drew Dober can be submitted and I know he can be taken down and Islam could do that too. So I wanted to say that I pick Islam to win this fight. Uh He's very hyped up. I don't know if he's going to live out to that hype to say that he's the next Khabib. He's going to run the thing. I, I don't see that part yet. Maybe his game's getting put together, but I don't see that yet, but this is an interesting fight. And if he stands too in front of uh, Dober, too long gets too confident to stand up. Dober could put you to sleep. I expect Islam to win because he's technically a better fighter and technically better fighters, right? Can usually eliminate the one weapon that someone has, and that's what Dober has one weapon. Last part of the podcast, let's oh, get to best. the bets. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, every so first of all, last week we killed it, we mm-hmm. went over that, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up I'm 134,000 right now. So, started with a million, up 134,000. I'm calling this segment. Fake money, real bets. Fake
1: money, real, <laughs> real bets. bets. Okay. <laughs> exactly what it yeah, is. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Sometimes the title just comes to yes. you. Uh, just comes to you. Okay, so Izzy, uh, Israel Adesanya, is the minus 230 favorite. I like those odds. I'm going to bet 350K on it okay. to win 149K. Also on that fight, I'm going to predict it goes over 2.5 rounds. Now, if I was picking John. I would say that's likely to go before that then, right? Because right? he's going land a powerful shot. But I'm picking Izzy. And I think Izzy, it, well, although he hits very hard, doesn't have, like, the most devastating power. And I think he's going to be more tactical and more elusive in this fight. So I expect it to go over two and a half rounds. And then put 100K on that to win 72K. Okay. Now for Nunez, who's a big favorite, minus 1,000, uh, minus 1,040, I'm going to put 400K because that's the only way I can make a dime on this fight. And that would win me 39000 right? The one uh, thing I thought was interesting was how could it go over a round and a half? Well, if you looked at Amanda Nunes' last two fights, she wants a decision on both of them. I think that um, Anderson is just long enough, good enough stand-up to not get blown out, blown, out uh, blown up in the stand-up. Yeah. And I think that if Nunes gets to the ground, it might take a little wear and tear to get her out. So I think uh, over 1.5 rounds is pretty decent. 50K bet on that, not so much money, to win 42K. Pretty decent bet. Now I'm going to take Jan. I told you it's a toss-up fight, but I do like Jan in that fight. I'm going to bet 100K, and that's going to win me 87K. These are my bets this week. Let's see how I do. I'm on a roll right now. Yeah, and yeah. if I if I, if I win again this week, it's, it's getting serious, right? If I win this week and I win a majority of this money, it's, it's getting for real. I also don't mind, if I'm betting this, I wouldn't mind throwing 5K on a parlay. I'm not doing that right now. But if you take these things to make it interesting, you got to, you know, run these three guys together. Put a a parlay on it. You know, I might like those odds. I might like those odds. But these are my best this week. You have anything else to add? Nah, I'm good. Okay, this has been The Mouthpiece. Thank you guys for listening.